0: There's another issue that a few organisations have shared with me and this one is a bit special because it doesn't seem to show up immediately um, as you move towards self-management but sort of a year out um, or more, Like, is that suddenly people are saying like, you know what we, we, we lack recognition, I, I want recognition um, and that's, that's really interesting um, And That human need for recognition can easily be forgotten in self-management, right? Think about it. One obvious way to get recognition was sort of, you know, to be on a ladder for promotion Um, It was that you had, you know, a boss saying good job, is that you have like the frame of the employee of the month um, is that you would get a special bonus, so um, a lot of the uh, you know, the the management mechanism of traditional organizations is all around these incentives and these carrots and these ways to recognize people because you believe that that will pull people up, right? And as you move to self-management, well, you mostly get rid of all of these extrinsic motivators, right? Um, These motivations that you get outside of yourself and people reconnect with their intrinsic motivation. Um, But, you know, for some people, you know, this need for external recognition is still there, and I think we should accept that. Um, and maybe this, you know, we can frame this in sort of a broader frame of the polarity of comp- competition and cooperation, right? Um, almost all of our institutions today are super high on competition and very low on cooperation. Right, and so when we switch to self-management, we have sort of this natural default tendency to say, "Let's ah, oh, let's get rid of all this competitive competition, and really stress cooperation." And that's great, um, but I think that um, there's a healthy aspect to competition that we can that we can quickly forget. Um, you know, I think human nature strives on a lot of cooperation and some competition. You know, on on both of these, um, and. The other day I I heard Charles Eisenstein speak and he had this this beautiful way to talk about competition and he said that in the the human realm, you know, the the proper role of competition is a way for us to discover and refine our gifts. So actually comparing us to other people is a way for us to discover what am I good at? What is, you know, what are my gifts? What am I unique contributions. And so we should, we should honor that, um, that place of competition in organization, and, and that happens in part through recognition. So, so how do you want to do it? You know, how, how do you build in recognition in a way that is healthy, that doesn't bring out all of the shadow sides that we're used to? The first thing that I would urge you to do is to avoid money, uh, in terms of recognition. Right. Um, I mean fundamentally, I don't think we want money. We want to be seen and we want to be honored and money is a very poor way of doing that because money comes with all of us for so much personal baggage so much, so many fears and anxieties and projections and greed and, and all of that that wow, we, we don't want to get into that um, and In the book I, I give some examples from various organizations who found very simple and beautiful ways to do this right and um, some organizations, um, you know, when you start meetings, there's a first little round, simply a round of recognition and gratitude of what other people in the organization have done, in the team or outside of the team. And if you do that regularly, you know, that is just part of every meeting. Well, you know, people will hear themselves being recognized and mentioned and and for most of us that's what we really want. That's the, the real kind of recognition, not money. Um, there is a Uh, A practice in some organizations on Friday afternoons to send out an email chain Where you say like hey this week I really want to thank this and that person for what their outstanding You know contribution and once one person sends out an email then you know everybody responds to that and it just makes this Friday afternoon email chain Um, At Heiligenfeld in Germany they uh, had the the old Jaguar that the CEO used to used to have and um, you know People could just nominate um, other employees who they felt like had done a really wonderful job and they could drive that Jaguar for a week, which was fun and you know, was silly and you know, everybody loved it. Um, and here there's another organization in the US, uh, Barry Miller, who does the exact same thing. You know, pe- people can drive a fancy car for a week. Um, so ideally what you want is some way that is actually content-rich, that is story-rich, that you know you know that comes from one person that has thanked another person. That's what fills our heart um, But you want to do it in a way where um, you know if it, it, you know it, it doesn't attract you know greed or feelings of scarcity or if the, if you're not nominated, you know, you become angry and you know that You, you want to have as much of the upsides of recognition without you know uh, many of the downsides and and so that's why simple ways like, you know, meetings and emails and, you know, a car for the week or something works so well. Um, Now, similar to recognition, um, I've heard from organizations where people say, you know what, we 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 want more mentoring, we want more exposure to senior people. Like in the old days when we were hierarchical, you know, I would have regular one-on-ones with my manager or with, you know, a senior person in the organization and we no longer have that. And I actually enjoy talking to senior people um, that give me advice that give me feedback that tell me if I'm on the right path and um, and there's no reason why you couldn't bring that in right um, and so in quite a few self managing organizations, there is a very simple you know mentoring system where everybody can choose their own mentor, and you know people sort of have a practice where you just do monthly meetings with that with that person Um, and that way you know junior people get exposed to more senior people and benefit from their perspective and and experience. Um, Now conversely um, I've also heard a few senior people you know who used to be able to talk with more junior people about their performance who now feel that they can no longer do it. I remember this one conversation with this, you know, one woman who's leading an organization. And um, she was telling me like, you know, I, I feel, feel like the uh, person in charge of marketing is setting the wrong priorities. But I no longer know how to have that conversation. You know, I used to be her boss. So I would just go in there and say like, hey, you know, I think you get to, comp- you know, your priority is wrong. But now I feel like I can no longer do this. I, and that makes me very uncomfortable like because I'm watching something happening here, which I think, you know, is on the wrong track. And I thought that was so interesting. And I've, I've heard this a few times where senior leaders start to self-censor themselves. And um, And I told her, well, no. You know, just as anybody else in the organization, you can open up a conversation with anybody. Right? So you know, this person in charge of marketing has her perspective, her ideas, her priorities and you can come in and say Hey, you know, I've, I've seen the priori- priorities you've said and from my perspective with my needs um, You know, this isn't working for me. Can we have a conversation? Now this conversation is now a conversation of peers. You have to be very clear that you're no longer coming as the boss that can impose something right? Um, you're coming as a peer basically in a form of, of advice process and, um, and, and yeah, I, I, I hate uh, in general the, um, the analogies that we do between management and parenting, right? Um, because they just so much show sort of the parent-child relationship that we typically have between managers and subordinates um, but, but I think here it's helpful, right? Um, it's just like in parenting for some reason we have this notion that in parenting either, you know, we parents boss around our children, we just tell them what to do and they have to obey, or there is permissive parenting. They can do whatever they want, right? And and so that's the same analogy in self-management, right? It's either I'm the boss and I tell them what to do, or I have no right to tell them anything. And that's not true in parenting, it's not true in management, right? The way I try to parent, and lots of people try to parent, is in a form of relational parenting where I go and see the child and say, hey, yeah, I, I see your need, um, but I also want to share my needs. And now let's have a conversation about how we can try to um, have everybody's needs met. Right? And, and so the same thing is true in your organization. If you're a senior person, you absolutely have the right to go and talk to a junior person um, and share your perspectives and needs. Um, simply, you can't impose them in the way that you used to. So all of this to wrap up and say that, yes, recognition and mentoring and dialogues between junior and senior people um, absolutely have a place in self-management and can be um, engineered or can be, you know, can happen in very simple fashions um, because you know, there is a role for competition, there's a role for recognition in self-management, even if the prime motivation um, is sort of this intrinsic motivation of doing a good job. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.